What's up, everybody? Oh my goodness, it's good to see y'all. Listen, y'all don't even know how good y'all are looking. How y'all doing? Oh my God. It is so great to be back, being able to worship with you guys in, in person. And listen, if this is your first time or your first time in a long time, please don't make it your last time. We're just so excited to see you and we hope that you guys continue to hang out with us. And, and those of you visiting online, we miss you. Oh, we miss you. But we hope that you can feel our love permeating from the building through the screen and penetrating your bedroom, your living room, your kitchen, your bathroom, wherever you may be looking at this right now in the name of Jesus. Ah, oh, we're just so great to have you. Um, oh, my goodness. How much can the world change in eight months, y'all? This is crazy. Can I, just, can I just go down the list? We got COVID-19. We got unemployment. We got political posturing. Hey, we got uh, worldwide homeschooling. How many of y'all signed up for that mandatory program in your house? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and the other real hot button issue we have right now in our world is racial and civil unrest. And church, uh, racism is probably one of the hot button issues right now that we're dealing with in our society. And I just want to say I am so grateful to the leadership here at Central Christian Church that they are unafraid to tackle these issues head on and tackle them from a biblical approach. Because church, uh, how many of you guys know in the building and online that Jesus has a whole lot to say about racism and prejudice? Yeah. Yeah, he got a whole lot to say. Yeah, the, the Bible has some things to say about oppression of rights, omission of privileges and opportunities, a mistreatment of institutions of power and ruling authorities of an entire group of people. The gospel, everybody, has something to say about a systematic agenda designed to suppress and withhold an entire group of people simply because of the color of their skin. But everybody, before I really dive into this, this morning, uh, I want to make a statement of clarity on behalf of my church family and all of us. For those of you who are in the building and those of you who are watching this, whoever you are, wherever you may be all over the world. Y'all ready for the statement? Here's the statement. Uh, we here at Central Christian Church, we preach the whole gospel. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, see, if I was at the 1030 service, y'all would have been yelling at me. I'm going to say it again. I said, we here at Central Christian Church Online, we preach and teach the whole gospel. You understand? You understand? And, and basically, what I'm trying to say is, in other words, we here, we don't have the liberty to pick and choose uh, what we think is right or wrong and pick a side to try to influence you to stand on. Bottom line, we're going to tell you what the Bible says, and we're going to leave all that influence and stuff to Fox News and CNN. Yeah, yeah. For us, it's, it's about, we're going to tell you what Jesus has to say about the issues of the day. And if it's right, then it's right, and if it's wrong, then it's wrong, and we all just need to wrap our little minds and our hearts around what Jesus has to say about it. Yeah, because bottom line, if Jesus says it, we who love him need to believe it, and that ought to settle it. Yeah. yeah. Now, now let, let me tell you what Jesus said. Jesus said, uh, somebody asked Jesus one day, uh, what's the first and greatest commandment? 
And Jesus readily answered it. He said, oh, first and greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all of your, yeah, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your, that's why I love this class. Y'all so interactive. Yeah, yeah. And then he said, uh, the second, there's a second command that's just as important as the first command. Y'all heard it before? He said, love your neighbor as yourself. And somebody asked him, said, well, who who is my neighbor? Uh, And he was like, well, you know, your neighbor, paraphrasing online, paraphrasing, your neighbor is a person that lives next to you, that looks like you, uh, that believes like you believe, that thinks like you think. And your neighbor is that dude all the way across town or halfway around the world that you don't know and don't look like you. As a matter of fact, uh, he said, um, love your neighbor, right, as yourself. He said, love me with all your heart, mind, and soul. They're linked. And can I tell you what else he said? He said, it's impossible for you to love me and not love your neighbor. That's right. Oh, God. He said, it's impossible. Your love is not accurate if you don't love your neighbor, but you say you love me. Amen. Now, 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 I want to tell you uh, a few things. I want to show you a few images of, of what's not loving our neighbor. First image. Now, it's going to be hard for you to see this because this is 30 years ago uh, when camera footage wasn't real clear, wasn't HD. Uh, but you can see the date, March 3rd, 1991. This is one of those moments that happened in our society where you can kind of remember where you were when it went down if you were alive. I remember I was a first-year college student, freshman in college, when an African-American motorist by the name of Rodney King was pulled over in California. Uh, He was uh, taken from his car. Uh, Mind you, he was unarmed. What did I say, everybody? He was unarmed, was not a threat to the police in any way. Uh, And this man was beaten until the police got tired. See this baton right here in the air, getting ready to come down on him? Yeah. And everybody... Plain and simple, Uh, this is not loving your neighbor, this is wrong, this is unacceptable, and this was racially motivated. I want to show you another picture. I want to show you another picture. Um, This is where everything exploded in our society. George Floyd committed uh, a crime, committed a menial crime. I I will also reiterate, George Floyd, unarmed. Did he resist arrest? Yes. But he was unarmed, not a real threat to the police. And as a result of that, a 200-plus pound man put his entire weight on the neck of a man handcuffed behind his back for over eight minutes, church, until he suffocated on the streets of Minnesota. This, This is not loving our neighbor. It's wrong. It's unacceptable and is racially motivated. But as I share this with you guys, as a Christian, listen, I don't get to decide what things I rejoice about that are right and what breaks my heart when they're wrong. If I'm listening to Jesus, everybody, I have to treat these things equally. So I got two more uh, shots that I want to show you. This is a picture of looting in one of our major cities. And as painful as those prior photos were, This right here, church, is not the answer. Online, this right here 
is not the answer. We cannot make bad decisions as a result of bad behavior toward us. We don't loot. We don't destroy private property. We don't steal goods and merchandise uh, from folks that probably had nothing to do with our plight that we're dealing with right now. And listen, I'm a business owner myself. I have empathy for these folks that lost their goods and their merchandise. I know what it's like to try to build a future for your family uh, and yourself just to have somebody that's going through some stuff just tear your world apart. This right here, church, it's wrong, it's unacceptable, and this too, racially motivated. I wanna show you one more picture. My heart breaks for these officers and their families. You guys know about the shooting that happened in Compton, California, where this guy just walked up on these police officers and opened fire uh, in their car. And can I tell you, online, as a black man in America, I've had my share of unpleasant experiences at the hands of police officers. But in the same token, I want you to hear me clearly, I've had more than, what did I just say? I've had more than good positive experiences from my brothers that wear the uniform. They do an incredibly good job. They don't get a whole lot of credit for what they do, and it's extremely, extremely dangerous. And for all of my brothers that wear the police officer uniform, that take pride in who you are, that take pride in what you do, I want to give you a hand clap of appreciation and solution right now. You are amazing. We appreciate you. And my heart breaks for the family members of these police officers. Church, that's not loving our neighbor. It's wrong, it's unacceptable, and unfortunately this, racially motivated. And, and, and I told you everybody, we preach the whole gospel around here, and if it's right, then it's right, and if it's wrong, then it's wrong, and we here at Central Christian Church, we're going to encourage you to operate off of what Jesus said about it versus how you feel about it. Because bottom line, uh, if we, whether you're in the building or online, I cannot afford to live my life and base my decisions strictly based upon how I feel about stuff. I need to make and base my decisions on what Jesus says about it and line my feelings up with my faith in him. Bottom line. That's how we roll around here. Can I give you a verse? Second Chronicles chapter 19, verse 7 says this. It says, fear the Lord and judge with integrity. For the Lord our God, ooh, this is strong language, does not tolerate. What doesn't he tolerate? Perverted justice. He does not tolerate partiality, or the taking of bribes. This is strong language. And just for the moment, for our time together today, I don't have time to really go through that like I want to, but I want to deal with this word partiality. Everybody say partiality. That word partiality is an old English word for my note takers. That word partiality, everybody, literally means to be prejudiced or to prejudge, right? To prejudge. And, and, and can I tell you, uh, Jesus died to put prejudice and racism to death at the foot of the cross. I said, Jesus died to put to death racism and prejudice at the foot of the cross. 
Yeah, he did. He did. And, and can I say this? Some of you may be asking, well, Pastor Way, uh, why does Jesus hate racism so much? Why does, why does he hate racism and prejudice so much? Great question, glad you asked online. Uh, I believe uh, not only does he hate racism and prejudice because of the evils that I listed earlier, but I believe, everybody, that he hates prejudice and racism because everybody prejudice is that, yeah, prejudice creates separation. And, you know, our Jesus... He's not about separation. He is about connection. He's about relationship. Uh, God's plan, everybody, for the body of Christ is unity. It's unity. And, and, and I got to ask you a question for my note takers. You're really going to write this down. If you got a phone right now, you're going to want to take a picture of this next slide. It's that important that I want you meditating on for the rest of the weekend and throughout the week. Are you ready? Here's the question. Church, could it be possible that the Lord has some amazing blessings, amazing opportunities, amazing relationships that he wants to get to you and work through you, but he wants to send them through folks who don't look like you. I'm gonna say it again. Could it be possible that the Lord has some amazing blessings, amazing opportunities, amazing relationships that he wants to get to you and work through you, but he wants to send them through people who don't look like you. And listen, everybody, we all struggle with this idea of prejudice, prejudging things before we've actually experienced it, before we actually get to know them. We've been struggling with this, and some of you right now are like, oh, I don't have a prejudice bone in my body, Pastor Ray. I just do not. Right? I hear you. No, you do. You prejudge stuff all the time. All of us do it. We've been doing it since we was babies. Right? You remember when you was a little boy or girl? and your mom put that plate in front of you? Uh-huh, you know where I'm going. And it was green and yellow and orange, right? What's the other color? And red, vegetables, young people, vegetables, you know what I'm saying? And you looked at the plate, and you looked at her, and you looked at the plate, and you looked at her, and you know what you said? You said it the other day. You was like, that doesn't look like no McDonald. <laughs> and what your mom say? She said, just, I love it. Some of y'all like, just eat it, right? Just try it, right? You might like it, right? We've all done it. We've all prejudged situations. We've prejudged scenarios. How many of us have prejudged conversations that we didn't hear all of the conversation and we automatically jumped to a conclusion. Oh, just me and Josh Calhoun. I'll say, yes, yeah, okay, that's all good. Yeah, yeah. We preach just people based upon uh, what they look like on the outside before we really get to know them and connect with them on the inside. Friends, can I tell you, that is simply not God's plan for our lives, for our church, and for our world. And so one more question that I want to ask you today to ponder on. And this is a really important question too, everybody. Uh, what would happen if what we look like, our skin color, our nationality, wasn't a headline, but simply just a footnote? What would happen? How much different would our world really be? Can I tell you, Jesus was trying to teach this to Peter. 
um, when he was staying at his boy Simon's, uh, Simon's house in Joppa. Uh, Peter was at uh, Joppa at Simon's house. And let me give you a little bit of background on Peter. You know, Peter was raised to believe that as a Jewish man, uh, everybody else was beneath him. Did y'all know that? Yeah, because uh, in the Bible, um, the Jewish people were God's chosen people. You understood? So, so they kind of walked around like this. You know some people that walk around like this? They walk around with their nose so high in the air, you can just see all of this. You can see all of this coming. You understand? All right? All right? And the Bible says, everybody, um, they were so uppity with kind of their mentality as it pertains to everybody else. See, if you wasn't God's chosen people, and you was a heathen, you was trash. They literally listed you and, 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 and categorized you as an unclean people. All right? And so, everybody... Um, Peter was waiting on the rooftop at Simon's house, and he was waiting on Simon to finish the pizza and wings for dinner. He was waiting pizza. Yeah, pizza and wings. Y'all need to see a verse. I got you. Acts chapter 10. Go with me. It says, about noon, the following day, as they were on their way, uh, on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the rooftop to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. All right? And while the pizza and wings, you see it? You see it? See it? Right, yeah, yeah. Was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky open, and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. In the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles, and birds. Then a voice said to him, get up, Peter, kill and eat them. Peter was like, heck no, Jesus. You see it? Peter declared, I've never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure, and unclean. Watch what Jesus says to him. The boy spoke again. He says, do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. Do y'all see the gospel right there? Oh, my God. Jesus is basically saying to Peter, whatever it is that you think is impure, whatever it is that you think is unclean, whatever it is that you think was unworthy, my blood when I died on the cross was sufficient to wash that white as snow as well. Come on, somebody. That's good news. Watch this, watch this. And he says, that same vision, because Peter was hard-headed like some of us. I'm not going to say y'all. Like me, like me. Yeah. That same vision was repeated how many times? Three. Three times. Then the sheet was suddenly pulled up to heaven. Everybody, um, and can I tell you, uh, this is Jesus speaking and teaching Peter something literally. He was talking about food. But can I tell you, this was also him teaching Peter figuratively. He was basically saying to Peter, uh, let's not anymore judge people, uh, situations, circumstances by what we see, right? Let's not categorize uh, people as being unclean. Can I, can I show you where he really makes it plain in, the, in this passage? Let me show you. Uh, first of all, let me tell you, uh, this dude, Jesus, uh, also approached a dude named uh, Cornelius. Now, Cornelius, everybody, was a Roman centurion. And a Roman centurion was a Roman soldier. Not only was he a Roman soldier, but he was the captain of the soldiers. He was a boss, you understand, right? And so here's Cornelius, and the Bible says, uh, oh, here's what you need to know, uh, just in case, about uh, Romans and Jewish folk. They weren't boys, they, they ain't kick it together. They weren't going to the game together. They weren't hanging out together. They, they weren't like that, right? In fact, Roman law was the rule of that day. 
And so basically the Romans felt like they were the superior race over everybody else on the planet. Does that sound familiar? What we just talking about with the, with the Jewish mentality, right? And so if, if, as you read Acts chapter 10, you'll notice that actually Cornelius was uh, very well respected in the Jewish community because he actually had the heart of Jesus. And so, but for the most part, Romans and Jews, they had this real tumultuous relationship. Why? Because the Romans felt like they were better than the Jews, and the Jews felt like they were better than the Romans. And meanwhile, nobody was connecting. Because everybody, that's what prejudice does. Prejudice encourages separation. But then here comes Jesus, everybody, touching a man, Cornelius, who was in Caesarea at the time, and at the same time, a day later, touching and speaking to Peter, who was all the way in Joppa, some 40 miles away. Both these men, everybody, literally had a Jesus encounter where Jesus was speaking to both of them about each other. This is crazy, right? Within hours of each other. And watch this, everybody. When Jesus speaks to Peter and uh, when Jesus speaks to Cornelius, he says to Cornelius in verse four, watch this. He says, Cornelius, your prayers and your gift to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Now send some to Joppa and summon a named Simon Peter. And when he was speaking to Peter about Cornelius, listen to what Jesus says to Peter about Cornelius in verse 19. He says, three have come looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, and go with them without hesitation. He's like, don't even trip, Peter. You see it? You see it? Yeah. He says, don't trip. For I have sent him. And why do you think God had to tell Peter don't trip? You don't think God understood the dynamic between the Romans and the Jews at that time? And so he had to put that disclaimer in. But did you notice how Jesus was communicating who each other was to the men? Notice, everybody, that Jesus didn't refer to Peter as a Jewish man of Cornelius, knowing the disconnect that Jews had with Romans. Notice, remember... Jesus didn't refer to Cornelius uh, as a Roman centurion, knowing the disconnect that Romans had with Jews. He referred to Peter as a man. He referred to Cornelius and his fellows and his soldiers as men. In other words, uh, everybody, people whom God loves equally. Men who are all made in the image and likeness of our God. Human beings of all different creeds, all different colors, all different backgrounds that the creator God formed with his own hands and breathed the breath of life into their nostrils. And listen, everybody, if the God of the universe who has the power, the right, and the license to designate and assign titles to whomsoever he chooses, if that God doesn't draw distinction between people of different colors and background, doggone it, then who the hell are we to do so? Because in God's eyes, their race or their nationality wasn't a headline. It was just a descriptive footnote. And what if, everybody, what if what we look like, the color of our skin, the town or neighborhood where we're from, wasn't a headline, but simply just a footnote? Church, can I tell you God's plan is unity. Unity. 
because he says racism and prejudice, it separates. But our Jesus is not about separation. He's about connection. He's about relationship. Peter got it, y'all. After the third time, it clicked. Because he says later on in the chapter, in verse 28, boop, there it is. He said to him, you all are well aware that it is against our, for a Jew to associate or visit with a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure and unclean. Look at verse 34. He says, then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. And everybody, this is so beautiful because if you read the end of Acts, what you'll discover is that uh, because Peter and Cornelius connected, an entire household, everybody, got a chance to hear the gospel. And because they got a chance to hear the gospel, uh, those folks were able to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and were baptized that day. Lives changed and transformed for eternity. And why did that happen? It happened because they allowed themselves to connect with someone who didn't look like them to be used by Jesus to give something to them. And everybody, I'm going to say it one more time. Could it be possible that the Lord has some amazing blessings, amazing gifts, amazing opportunities that he's trying to get to you uh, and, and, and work through you, but he wants to send them through folks who may not look like you. And the challenge for us today is to say, are we open to receive what Jesus wants to do in us and through us? Or will we just kind of have the mentality, no, no, you, you're gonna bless me the way I want you to bless me. You're gonna do things the way I think they ought to be done. That's what we have to make a decision about. Friends, if we ever hope to cure our world of racism, it's gotta start with us being super honest about the prejudices and biases that we have in our hearts. And I told you earlier, we all have them. And we have to have the courage to allow Jesus to do some surgery in our hearts. Listen at this passage in Jeremiah. We've, we're finishing up with this. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine. Um, it went off before I could finish reading it. Oh, secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. And so I want to ask you to do three things as I close this. As we, as believers, hopefully you feel like, you know what, I want to be a part of the solution in this situation and not continue to perpetuate the problem. Three things I want to ask you to do. The first thing I want to ask you, three R's online, I hope you're taking notes. First thing I want to ask you to do is reflect. Somebody say reflect. I want to ask you to reflect on what's in your heart and lay it at the foot of Jesus. Maybe you had a bad experience. Maybe you had a bad relationship. Maybe you had some bad information or some bad teaching regarding people 
of other races and nationalities, people that don't look like you. I want you to ask Jesus to help you reflect on those experiences. And then, uh, I I love this passage. Psalm 139, 23 says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. But after you reflect, secondly, uh, I want you to ask Jesus to reveal. Somebody say reveal. Reveal those things. What are, what, what are exactly all those things are? Have him bring that to the surface. And then we got to deal with it. Okay? Uh, he says, see if there's any offensive way in me. I give you permission, Jesus, to dig that up and bring it to the surface and set it before me. I need to see it. But after we reflect after Jesus reveals. The third thing I want to ask us to do is repent. Somebody say repent. It says, and lead me in the way everlasting. You know, that word repent literally is this picture. It's us making decisions based upon what we think and how we feel, and we're walking in a certain direction. But repent says, no, 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 no. I want you to walk in this direction. And a lot of times, everybody, we're we're, we're earnest in what we think we're doing. But how many of you all know sometimes we can be earnestly incorrect? I love what Pastor Eric said last week. Maybe I'm wrong. And the picture of repent says, even though I may be walking in this direction, when Jesus taps me on the shoulder, I'm willing to do an entire 180 and walk in a totally different direction than where I was walking in before. Maybe I'm wrong. And if unity is going to happen, church, it's got to start with those of us who love Jesus, those of us who believe the whole gospel, and those of us who are willing to lead in that way. Amen? Online, you with us? Let's take this to the Lord in prayer. Father, would you help us? Our world is pretty screwed up right now. There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of disconnect. There's a lot of separation. But God, we know that's not your plan. It's not your plan for our lives. It's not your plan for our church. And it's not your plan for our world. Jesus, help us embrace the entire gospel. You said we ought to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love our neighbor as ourselves. And if we're not loving our neighbor, we're really not loving you. Help us, Jesus. Help us to reflect on where we're missing it. Help us, God. Would you reveal that stuff? And God, help us to do a 180 and repent and walk towards you and walk toward the purposes and plans that you have for our life in this area. It's my prayer. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. Just a reminder to stay connected with us throughout the week at centralwire.com or on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for being with us and have a great week.